Hello, my health masters, friends, and family, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today. And be sure, if you need anything, to contact us at healthmasters.com. Lots of sales and specials on the front page of the website, as always, so be sure to check them out. The Healthy Immune Kit, the Testosterone Kit, Sleep Like a Baby Kit, all on sale between 10 to 15% off right now on the front page of the website. And be sure to take advantage of the product of the week. It's on sale for the last day today. And then whatever is voted on and wins tomorrow wins. But right now the magnesium brain food in a capsule form is on sale for over 10% off as product of the week. Y'all voted it won. So be sure to check it out and take advantage of that sale right now on the website at healthmasters.com. And Again, you know, I was looking at stuff overnight and some of the crazy things that I see continually occurring. And then you start realizing and you start understanding from a psychological standpoint how much theater is actually going on around us and continually keeping people suppressed and not focused on what's actually going on and say their real lives, their actual real lives, not their social media lives or their news story lives or their CNN lives. And people continually, I've noticed, try to find other things to be distracted about. And in most cases, it's so they no longer have to focus on what's going on in their life. And this is a very, very exquisite, very effective tactic that the banker boys and the mainstream media have used for decades now, is if you can get people to no longer focus on the truth, if you can get people to focus on no longer what's actually happening that matters, and you keep people distracted and focused on other outside elements – You pretty much have an open door to do whatever you want behind the scenes. I saw earlier now that uh, Pfizer has now issued a formal statement about the video that came about from the Project Veritas. And what's interesting about it, and I'll post it on the website, it's fairly long, but it really what it does is it just beats around the bush and in turn pretty much says – They're doing exactly what he's talking about doing in the video, but they don't care because they can do it. Essentially what they say, and there's nothing to see here, total non-news, don't bring it up, don't talk about it, while at the same time – now here's the funny part about this is, okay? At the same time, Pfizer releases this statement confessing to what they're doing essentially in a non-direct fashion but justifying it and saying it's totally legit that we do it this way because we can even though i've never seen or heard anybody talk and discuss these elements of actually mutating viruses through directed evolution (laughs) and going through and actually gain a function testing which is what that guy essentially claimed while saying also as well that the FDA and the regulatory agencies are pretty much owned by Pfizer, which he claims in that. They don't even address that topic. But if this video is totally legit and Pfizer's doing everything legit as they claim, there's nothing to see here. Why do we have an email that just got leaked from YouTube, from an actual YouTube analyst that had an internal memo sent to everyone in YouTube that does their uh, – Uh, misinformation and shutting down, and it says C.8 Urgent Guidance Project Veritas video on Pfizer vaccine January 27, 2023. What? 
Uh, you know, colon, a clip uploaded by Project Veritas featuring a Pfizer official is rapidly spreading on this platform. The video, when uploaded in its entirety, contains a timestamp that violates the COVID-19 vaccine misinformation policy for making a categorical claim that COVID-19 vaccines are ineffective and should therefore be removed unless it contains sufficient EDSA CRC. When reviewing any re-uploads of this content, be sure to confirm that the following violation timestamp is present. Our undercover journalist asked Walker how Pfizer is handling the fact that their COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus va- this virus variants. What he said is disturbing. Listen to this. That's a quote from the Project Veritas video when they are tying in to what Walker is saying. Ironically, they're saying that that timestamp being said when it says – is violating the COVID-19 misinformation vaccine policy because they're implying and stating that the COVID vaccines are ineffective against virus variants when Walker confirms that they're continually doing it because they're not working. And then it goes on this whole list of different things on action of the content, what to do, why, who, when, effective immediately. And I thought this was funny because here you have Pfizer issuing this press release saying everything's totally cool, nothing to see here. This is totally what we do. We do directed evolution and gain a function, and everybody knows it, and we're totally fine in doing it because, well, we're Pfizer. We're above the law. And you have YouTube saying well, we got to pull down any videos that are discussing this because of what they actually say in the one response of the COVID virus vaccine variant. Now, what's ironic on all of this, I told you guys the other day. Not a major, not one single major news source other than Tucker Carlson actually covered this video. Not one. They didn't even respond to it. Yet it's had over 8 million views, even though it's been pulled down on YouTube, on all these other platforms combined. It's had 8 million views in less than a week. That's with it being completely suppressed and deplatformed and algorithm shot down and YouTube pulling it down. Yet nothing to see here, business as usual. Now they're coming up with this erroneous claim that now suddenly there's like 1,500 boxes of of, – 1,800 boxes of documents that Biden's been hiding and another 415 gigabytes on flash drives of confidential classified information that he was storing. Guys, this is all complete theater. Does anybody realize the timing with this and how they're continually rolling out all this theater? I looked to see if I could find something on Breitbart. No, nothing on Breitbart. Nothing on any major news source at all about Project Veritas and what Pfizer's doing. Oh, I did find one article discussing how migrants are refusing to leave New York City hotels and demand taxpayers give them permanent homes because they don't want to move out of all the high-end luxury Manhattan hotels that they're living in. Quite frankly, can't blame them. I mean, you took people that were living in third world countries, you bust them up to the one of the highest net worth areas in the country in New York, and you put them in Manhattan skyscraper hotels, and now you're telling them that they have to leave after a few weeks. I mean, what did, what did you possibly think was going to happen? They were getting excited to leave? No one wants to leave a massive skyscraper Manhattan luxury hotel, yet this is the news that's on Breitbart. So again, this is why I've continually told people it is up to us. And I mean, I don't mean just Ted and Austin Brochow. I mean you, as our health master's family and our listeners and everybody around you. It is up to us in aggregate to continue to spread 
email, text, tag, whatever form you want, it's most effective and get information out there that's really happening because we know the real truth that's occurring. We talk about it every single day on the show, but be very, very cautious of a lot of the misinformation, a lot of the misdirection and a lot of the lies and downright propaganda that they're continually spewing every day to keep you constantly distracted and constantly not focused on what's happening. Last night I was on the phone with dad and we were talking and I was – before that I had been in the first chapter of Mark and I was reading in detail how there was constant references. I mean constant references just in the first chapter about Jesus casting out demons and dealing with possessed people. And he went to another town and cast out all kinds of people that were possessed and more people showed up. They were possessed and he wouldn't let the demons speak. He would cast them out and he talks about how they knew who he was and they said, well, you're the son of God. Basically, like, we're terrified. We know who you are. And he's casting out all these demons. And I told dad last night, I said, is it me? Or I said, is it this not brought up anymore in mainstream in the normal society? Or is it just that this isn't happening anymore? I said, because it appears to me that this probably still is a, a thing that's occurring where people are being possessed as we have brought up in previous shows. I said, but it's ironic because this topic doesn't get brought up ever. I said, because I pretty much think they don't want people to talk about this because they don't want people to know what's really going on and the power of Jesus that lives in all of us and what we can do with simply our words and our mind. Yet it's very clear what Jesus was doing and when he was on earth, yet you don't hear about this talked about anymore. And so I, I brought it up to dad because I found it very interesting because you don't ever hear about this. Oh, somebody was possessed or Catholic church you know, drove out somebody and exercised somebody. You don't hear about this at all anymore in any news sources ever. So yet either it's not occurring anymore like it was in the Bible or simply it's being suppressed because they don't want people talking about it because they don't want the truth being told. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> it's funny because, you know, Austin and I had a very detailed discussion about that last night. And I told him about Pelosi supposedly had an exorcism at her house after her husband yeah. quote, unquote, <laughs> caught being beat up after he picked up an escort. I mean, whatever, you know. So, I mean, I didn't really get into detail with that because they really didn't have any news stories on it. They actually were legit, I thought. But the reality is it's very, very real. And what we do in our current society is a lot of times people are demon-possessed. What they do, they want to put labels on them and diagnose them with psychiatric disorders or whatever because they can't really explain the phenomenon. I've seen it repeatedly. And should exorcism still happen? Yes, I believe that. I believe that a lot of people are demon-possessed, and a lot of it only comes out through fasting and prayer when you're praying for the person. Let me give you an example. This is a crazy story. But I know Man Cow, he's telling the truth. He was the father of Malachi, Malachi Martin. Uh, he was walking on the streets of New York with Malachi, Malachi Martin, and Malachi Martin was talking about all the people that were possessed that are around him. And Man Cow said, Really? And he goes, Malachi Martin, they were talking, and hey, I'll show you. And Malachi Martin picked up a cross that he was wearing around his neck and said something in Latin. And uh, basically, some guy started running around acting like a dog and took off. Now, this is what Man Cow told me. I believe him. He said it was the craziest thing he'd ever seen. But this is the kind of stuff that we have going on all of the time because of demonic influence in our lives. You say, well, this sounds – Ted, this sounds crazy. I didn't say it didn't sound crazy, okay? I'm just saying that you know, I believe that it's true because I believe what the word of God says, and I believe that Jesus cast out demons. And I believe that a lot of people are demonically influenced in their lives. You can see it in their eyes sometimes. You can see how they act sometimes. You can see the pure evil in their soul sometimes. And you know, would it help if you cast a demon out of them? Well, not if they didn't want it to go. It's not going to go anywhere. It'll just come right back if it does leave. So this is the problem that we run into in today's world because no one wants to talk about the supernatural because after Darwinian theory hit and we started talking about all of the stuff happening with DNA, et cetera, et cetera, and how natural selection occurs and you know, evolution occurs and all that, you know, we wanted to make human beings more of an animal 
than more of a creature created in God's image. And that's the problem that we run into all of the time, isn't it? We want to take God out of the equation. We want to take Jesus out of the equation because this group that runs the planet who controls the media, who are the ones that pushed the Darwinian mess and the Marxist stuff and all the other crazy stuff that was out there, are the same ones that write the textbooks and the same ones that write the medical books and all the other things that are going on. So, yes, I do believe in demonic possession, and I believe, believe if a person wants something to leave, it can, be, it can be cast out. If they don't want it to leave, it's not going to be cast out or it will come back. So all of this stuff is very, very, very real. I'll try my best not to watch too many shows on stuff like this, especially if it's pro-demonic possession. That, to me, is just sick. I would never even put that into my mind. But you know, I've, I've seen some stuff before in my life. I've shared it with you guys on the show, and it's crazy stuff. And I've only seen it a couple times, but it's real. And that's why I won't go to those types of movies anymore. And I understand that you know all of us together in aggregate have to work to, get, to do what God wants us to do in our lives. And then we have to also remember – you know, they're worrying about the news and worrying about the things that we talk about on the show all the time or what you read on mainstream media or going to these websites that intentionally put out fake news. They intentionally put out fake narratives. They tell you that they're going to have asteroids and tidal waves and all this crazy stuff attack you and blow you up and swamp you and drown you and all the other crazy stuff. It's simply not true. It's fear porn. It's absolute fear porn. You know, I'll tell you when the earth is going to end, when God's ready for it to end. Period. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. And we'll have a new heaven is a new earth created. The Bible tells us that. And so we have to understand that, you know, sitting here and worrying is not going to make one bit of difference. It says that uh, in, in, the, in the book of Matthew, it is, it says, I love this book. It says it's very good. In Matthew chapter 6, it, goes up, it talks about worrying. It says, verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life or what you'll eat or drink or about your body or what you'll wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? And see how the flowers of the fields grow? <laughs> they don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which are here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you with little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your Heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you and well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Guys, listen to me. Don't walk in fear. The Bible is so clear about not walking in fear. It's always talking about walking with love and a power and a sound mind because if we do that, if we walk the way we're supposed to walk, if we basically love one another like we're supposed to love one another, if we support each other like we're supposed to support each other, all these things are going to work out. You know, we're only here for a little while on this planet, and then we go on to the next universe or the next dimension or whatever you want to call it that's still part of this known universe, and we have to understand something. You know, what we do here is going to make a huge difference when what we do there. We, the Bible talks about that. And so that's why we need to always seek first the kingdom of God, because we're here for a short period of time. We come in, we come out. Yes, today after this morning, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's in Virginia yesterday, and he was driving down the interstate like 75 miles an hour, and he's in the left-hand lane. And all of a sudden, some guy comes the wrong direction like 70 miles an hour and comes towards him. Well, he swerves over, gets in the middle lane, gets to the right lane. The guy runs by him at 70 miles an hour, staying on the wrong side of the interstate, probably got on the wrong, wrong, wrong ramp, probably drunk as a skunk. And uh, just a few miles down the road, he killed three people. Boom, their lives are gone that fast. That's how quick it happens, guys. 
you know, he's promised tomorrow. Remember the, the rich young ruler? He was bragging about everything he had. and He was going to fill up a barn and fill up another barn. And he's going to eat, drink, and be healthy and, you know, and, you know, and, and prosper and be happy, happy and all the rest of it he's going to do for the rest of his life. And all of a sudden, he basically, you know, he, he was eat, drink, and be merry. Eat, drink, and be merry and be happy the rest of his life. And suddenly, God says to him, you, you, you fool, this very evening your soul shall be required of you. And isn't that what we need to think about more than anything else? We're here, but we put this—we have this carnal thing of way of looking at things. We want to postpone everything as long as we possibly can. Sure, we want to get to heaven, but not just yet. And I say I agree with that. <laughs> okay, I do. I agree with it because my work here on this planet is not yet done because God's got a calling on my life. And yesterday I was talking about marriages, and I wanted—I wanted to share something with you out of Ephesians. I was going to do it yesterday, but I had gone long on my first segment. I didn't have time to get to it. And it was instructions for Christian households. It's Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. Number 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. That's how it starts. Remember what I told you guys? I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some commentary on this while I'm reading it to make it more sense for, for those of you who haven't read it before who are confused about these verses. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. My interpretation of that, my meaning of that is give each other 100%. Reciprocate. If your wife is doing this for you, then you need to do something for your wife. It needs to go back and forth. It can't be a one-sided relationship. It can't be take, 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 take. It has to be about reciprocity in a marriage if you want to have a good marriage. Takers have a difficult time being married to givers because the givers finally give out and the takers keep taking, and then the givers don't know what to do. In many cases, the givers, they end up. You know, just leaving the marriage or the takers when they run out of stuff to take, they end up leaving the marriage. So be reciprocal in everything that you do. And then it says something else. I'm going to go into a little detail with this. It says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body in which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. But let me say this. The next verse is always forgotten. Husbands. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave him up, him up, himself up for her. In other words, you have to basically love her as Christ loved the church and be willing to support her and take care of her and be with her and treat her as your partner all the days of your life and be there to protect her. Now listen to me. If you do that first and you're that guy, then she'll be willing to do as the Bible says. The reason I'm reading this because a lot of people don't like talking about this is that in a relationship, God ordained from the beginning with Adam and Eve, this has got to be a collaborative effort between the husband and the wife. They've got to work together as a team in order to have a great marriage, submitting each other, submitting themselves one to another. The problem arises, and I'm not – ladies, if you're single, okay, I'm just – this is a marriage because I'm not talking about being single. The problem arises when the husband won't take his responsibility of a supporting and protecting the wife, and he wants his wife to support and protect him or vice versa, and things get inverted. Then we have a problem all the way around because the husband's going out and spending a bunch of money he shouldn't spend, and the wife's having to say, no, we can't do that. It becomes a problem. That's why you've got to sit down and talk about stuff in your future before it happens to make these plans. Yesterday I had one of my daughters contact me. And she was talking to me about a young man she's dating right now and who doesn't want to get a job. He doesn't want to work. He's 23 years old. He's part-time in college. He's got a part-time job. He doesn't have any money. He's broke all the time. But now he wants to go to a Super Bowl party out you know, west for the Super Bowl and spend a bunch of money on airline tickets that he doesn't have and put it on the credit cards and Super Bowl parties that he doesn't have money for. The problem is this. Why? Okay? 
is that going to be a good husband for her? And he wanted, she asked me that. She goes, what do you think? I said, I think he's making bad choices at the age of 23. And so we've got to think through husbands. And again, all of this goes back to the Franklin School. It does. It goes back to what they did with cultural Marxism, how they inverted the family unit. I'll start again with verse 25 before I pontificate too long on this. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In other words, be willing to die for your wife, buddies. Listen to me. Make her holy, cleansing her by the washing of water through the word. Tell her the word of God. Pray with her every day. Present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle with any blemish but holy and blameless. In the same way, listen to this, husbands, that you get all caught up in that last verse. They ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body. They feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of this body. For this is the reason that a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife. They will become one flesh. The two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. What I'm talking about is Christ and the church, which is the same thing with the husband and the wife. However, each of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Respect and trust are the two foundation pillars of love. And guys, I'm going to say it again from the very first, the very first verse. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Husbands, submit to your wife 100% in that direction. Wives, submit to your husband 1% in that direction. Work together as a team. If you have a strength, your wife has a different strength, stay on your own lanes. If your wife can handle the books better than you can, let the wife run the books. If the husband can handle the children better than the wife can, let the husband handle the children. Do what you need to do as a team when you're a Christian family. Pray together every single day. Love one another every single day. Support each other. Respect each other. Honor each other. I told you this yesterday. Don't put your spouse down in public. Don't do that kind of silly stuff. You're being disrespectful. Don't do it. The Bible says respect one another. You have to do that in order to maintain a healthy relationship. And here's one more thing. This is going to grade a few of you, but it is what it is. It's not like I'm not the equal opportunity offender here when I try to tell you guys this stuff with some people. You don't need to be in every bowling league and every poker club and be gone all the time and not spend time with your wife. And wives, you don't need to be in every bridge club and every girly group and not spend time with your husbands. The majority of the time that you spend on this planet when you're married needs to be with your spouse, period. That's it. Done. Period. Don't try to pencil your husband at the end of the week. Don't try to pencil your wife in at the end of the month. I remember years ago I was doing seminars and the big seminars around the country, and I had a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention any names. And great guy, but he's all, he's always got a scheduled book in front of him. And he said, I said to him, I said, you know, I was God father to their children. I was there and I held one of their children while they were being circumcised. Which, by the way, I don't agree with circumcision. Period. I'm not going to go into that right now. But the reality is, I was part of their family. And I asked him. I said, uh, I'm going to call him Joe. His name was not Joe. I said, Joe, when can we get lunch again? He pulls the schedule book out. He goes, uh, we can have it eight months from now, you know, in February at you know, 2 p.m. in the afternoon. I'm available for lunch. I kid you not. I'll pencil you in, Ted. And my response to Joe was, don't bother. I won't remember it eight months away. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Don't do that to your wife. Don't do that to your husband. Shoot, if you're dating something, don't do that to your boyfriend or your girlfriend. I'm going to pencil you in three weeks from today. What does that even mean? That means that person has such a low priority in your life that you're not really willing to spend quality time. Because remember, that's one of the love languages. You've got physical touch. You've got affirmations. You've got quality time. You've got gifts. You've got all of these different things that are the love languages. And you need to know what your personal love language is. It's very, very, very 
important that you understand that. But I want to cover that today because I haven't, I haven't basically, I didn't go over all of that, you know, yesterday. But again, I'm going to read the love affirmations for you, affirmations for you. Words of affirmation, supportive things you say to your partner, acts of service, doing helpful things for your partner, receiving gifts, giving your partner gifts that you tell them you're thinking about. I'm not talking about expensive stuff. Give them a rose if you're giving your wife a present. You know, give her a, you know, a, a gift certificate or whatever. You know, get, you know, just support her. Quality time, spending meaningful time with your partner and physical touch to love being close and to being caressed by your partner, which, by the way, I'm not including sexual intimacy with that. I'm just talking about you know sitting on the couch together and holding hands or laying in bed and putting your arm around your wife and just talking or whatever, but just maintain the physical touch if that's one of your lug languages. You think, well, gosh, Ted, this is getting all personal this morning. Well, yeah, it is getting personal, but it is what it is this morning with me. I just figured I had to cover that. By the way, Fox News just came out with a new story and said that many of the major airlines now are ditching gendered uniforms in an attempt to be more inclusive. Of course they are. Let's make sure we separate the roles of male and female as best we possibly can. Even when we're on airplanes, we have to see this woke mentality. It's, it's, it's ludicrous, by the way, that we're doing all of this stuff. By the way, the CDC boss, this is interesting. This is a, this is a, uh, <laughs> this is a story that just kind of – I'm not going to post it because it's got a bunch of stuff in it that's simply not true, and they, they misquote her. You know, she, here's what she said. Here's the actual quote. We'll just get, we'll just get. So I have a solution. Every study published in the last five years, when you look at vaccine refusers, and I'm not talking about hesitancy. Most of them, we can talk them talk into coming into terms. But refusers, we'll just get rid of all of the whites in the United States. Guess who wants to get the most vaccinated? The immigrants. I don't know what to say about this. This this is some crazy stuff that these people come out and say, and then they get quoted, and they want to you know basically say that you know it's not true they didn't do it, but they really did say this. And so again, they're attacking white people, which is something that doesn't surprise me. They're also attacking the country of Hungary. You know, President Orban in Hungary is now being seen as the most corrupt in the European Union, overtaking Bulgaria. I've been to Hungary, and I'm going to tell you this is an absolute lie. They're doing it because. Hungary is refusing to march to the beat of the new world order and the World Economic Forum. I mean, it's, it's crazy what they're doing. They don't want the unbridled immigration. They don't want all of these different things. It's crazy. It's, it's, Hungary has plunged 24 places in the corruption index since Orban returned to power in 2010. Wait a minute. No, he's not. He's just not listening to the international banking community and what they want him to do, and he's trying to make sure that Hungary, Hungary maintains its sovereignty and its independence. We were talking about last week. We were talking about this also why all the money that the oil companies are making. Here's a story from Reuters. Exxon has now smashed the Western oil major's earning record with $56 billion in profit for one year for 2022 as they were charging you 5 and $6 a gallon for diesel fuel, which there was no reason to do that for unless you want to make $56 billion in profit. Oh, and by the way, who owns Exxon? Well, that would be – State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock, <laughs> but it is what it is because these people always try to maximize the problems, and no matter what they do and how much they hurt other people, that's what they always want to do is to simply hurt people, and, it, it, and it's sad to me. It really, really is that they act like that, and they, they operate by greed. That's why the Bible says that it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. You know, uh, The thing we have to do, though, in this world is we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You know, Remember… The Holy Spirit basically infuses us and allows us to become one with God because he creates an energy field around us that makes us one with the Father. I've done entire shows with that on this. And I, I, I had a first person this morning, and, and basically I was I texted her, and I said I – said, and I, I kind of made it kind of a, a – it was very simple. And I said this. Here's what I said. I said the universe is a vibratory reality. String theory explains that. 
everything is a frequency. If you resonate in God's frequency, you're at peace. If not, you're in turmoil. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit and Jesus to allow us to obtain synchronicity with him. That's why the Bible says it's the righteousness, peace, and joy from the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the synchronicity of the Holy Spirit that changes us and gives us peace. We've got to understand that. In Romans 8, 14, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. John 16, 13, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you, this Holy Spirit, into all the truth, and he will not speak on his own authority. But whenever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. 1 John 3.24. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And we will know this, that he, that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. Guys, listen to me. If you're not sure about something, pray. That's what I always tell you guys to do. I prayed for you guys this morning. I had a prayer partner join me this morning for my prayer with you guys. It was a strong prayer. I love you guys. I appreciate you. You keep your faith. You put on that armor of God, and you stand. And no matter what else happens, you stand and you dig in, and you realize that we, too, are filled with the power of the Most High God that raised Jesus from the dead. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Boston, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? That's excellent information, you're, and you're 100% right on that. And what's interesting about this is you were talking earlier as far as um, – the uh, corruption as far as by countries, and it's so funny you're bringing that up because I saw an article earlier that was posted. It was like from a year ago on Business Insider, and it talks about the most corrupt countries in Europe. And it's funny because up until February 2022, Ukraine always – on all the articles you ever find, Ukraine was always like at the top of the list. And now suddenly this article comes out. These are the 13 most corrupt countries in Europe, and it goes through the list, and it has you know Spain and Malta and Italy and Croatia and Romania and Hungary and Greece and Bulgaria. And then I'm going, where's Ukraine at? Where's Ukraine on here? What's... Oh, oh, Ukraine's not even on the list. Not even on the list of top 13 most corrupt countries in Europe. Oh, suddenly it just falls off and disappears now and hungry and all these other countries roll rotate to the top of the list and i'm sitting there just kind of laughing of like okay this is this is funny but it's exactly what you just said Dad. They continue to control the narrative because hungary has repeatedly opposed sending more weapons and more money and more nonsense to ukraine because they if anybody even had the mainstream support and they thought it needed to be done, it reaches a point now to even anybody that has a basic understanding of warfare and economics at the same time realizes this is, has nothing to do with a conflict in Ukraine anymore. That says everything to do with weapons and money laundering. I mean now we're sending what hundreds of Abram tanks now to Ukraine. I mean we're sending full Patriot missile systems at a billion a pop. I mean just – just oh yeah, man. Keep doing it military industrial complex i told you guys the numbers last week with raytheon and lockheed off they're all just i mean 10 20 percent up in sales unlike pretty much every other main company in the country right now that's dealing with inflation and you know consumer price index is continually going up oh i don't know about that let's see like dad just said when you deal with the banker boys that have circular ownership it i've talked about this before it doesn't matter if they own Amazon and Disney and the stocks fall on Disney because right now they own Black, they own they own Lockheed and they own Raytheon, which are all growing huge, huge sales. They own Pfizer, which has had huge amounts of money injected into them through the federal government. So then all of a sudden when you have other companies that may be going down, 
you have more money coming up in another company. That's what happens when you have circular ownership and you own 90% of, you know, <laughs> the stock market like Lockheed or not, not like Lock, like Black, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard have. So it's interesting to see the manipulation and propaganda that's constantly being put out there. Now we've got this whole new story coming out that Biden is allegedly getting ready to end the pandemic officially by May 11th. Now, what's interesting about this is May 11th. It's a very specific date to have the pandemic allegedly end. Do they know something we don't know? Suddenly, is May 10th, the COVID is going to just disappear. It's going to go back into its little hole in Wuhan and disappear for a year. No more pandemic, guys. The virus is gone. And obviously, you guys know I'm being sarcastic because of everything I've said over the years and the complete and total lies. But it's ironic now that we need five months to spool down. What's interesting, there's a state representative, Paul Gosat, who's a Republican, who just introduced a bill to end the COVID-19 National Emergency Declaration this week. And so this has been enough. The fact that we're even discussing a time date specifically to end the pandemic officially, why can't we end it now? Why are we dragging this out? And some people are saying it's because the hospitals are having to get dialed in to no longer get their massive injections of cash into them now from the COVID funding, which that very well may be it. Because remember, they've got literally hundreds of billions of dollars. If not, the medical industrial complex has probably got trillions injected into it. When you consider it was over $7 trillion that flooded the market during the pandemic with the different bills, and you realize that the hospitals were getting piles of money on how many people they could kill and how many people they could put on remdesivir and ventilators. And I mean, every, I mean, I know literally more than I can count on my hands, personal people that have had family members that went into the hospital that died from remdesivir, didn't die from COVID. They had mild to minor symptoms, you know, shortness of breath, certain things. They went into the hospital, went on remdesivir within two to three days, organ failure immediately. Then all of a sudden fluid build up in the lungs because the kidneys failed. They couldn't flush water. All of a sudden they go on a ventilator. All of a sudden they die. I mean, it was the same story. And it was a sad, horrific story because nobody, nobody deserved that. And families were, you no, know, you can't go see them. You can see them right before they die, right before they pull them off the ventilator. Instead of going, well, what about other options? These hospitals were complicit in the deaths, in my opinion, were complicit in the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people across this country. Yet they're never going to be held accountable for it because Fauci made sure it was standard of care to go on remdesivir, a drug that failed the clinical trials in 2016 for AIDS, a drug that failed Ebola testing in clinical trials, a drug that was shown to be so toxic they had to pull a vast percentage of the participants in the clinical trial off the drug because they started going into organ failure during the clinical trials in 2016 on remdesivir. Yet suddenly COVID hits, and that just happens to be the drug they pick out of a hat. And this is the standard of care drug now. We're given emergency approval. Doesn't matter what happened. All logic be darned. We're kicking that out now. We're shoving everybody on it because it's standard of care. And then they financially incentivize the hospitals. They did all this, my friends, and they want everybody to forget about it. They want everybody to pretend like they didn't do what they just did to us for three years. And now they're trying to come in with this, oh, we're, we're going to – 14 weeks, we're going to draw down the pandemic. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And if this is the case, why are the advisors still getting money to keep producing bivalent vaccines that don't work as we have cleanly seen, clear, clearly seen through the research studies? They do not prevent infection. They do not prevent transmission. 
and they have a whole host of side effects, including massive cardiovascular problems. Yet they're still getting money and they're still pushing the next booster shot. All they've continued to do the entire time is to meet their end goal. And that was to get, in my opinion, this COVID shot on the CDC childhood shot schedule, which will be there shortly now. CDC has not officially done it. However, pediatricians can now follow it because it got blanket approval for six-month-olds, which you guys already know my stance on how insane that was and how insanely just demented that was to actually put a spike protein injection into the childhood shots. And that's what they're going to do. And once they get this entire thing rolled into the childhood shot schedule, which they're working on right now, and they did it under all under emergency use, they're going to lift their emergency pandemic. And all of a sudden, everybody's supposed to just pretend like it didn't happen. And what they're going to do is they're going to wait. And you already saw what happened with the profile that they put together for 2025. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. They did an entire simulation, tabletop simulation, to see what's going to happen in 2025 with a new virus that's going to affect primarily children. That's going to be much more deadly than COVID. They're getting this stuff, they're spooling it up, and they're getting ready to try to get all their systems in place, their social credit score in place, and of course, they're trying to make sure they can get the COVID passport systems in place. That whole thing got to where it needed them to go, but it did not ultimately take hold because so many people were pushing back against it. When you had officers going into New York restaurants and trespass warning a mother and her son at gunpoint to get out of the restaurant because they didn't have a COVID vaccine injection showing that they had had experimental shot pushed into their body. That got a lot of people's attention. Even people that weren't even super pro-vaccine kind of questioned that and went, what are we really doing here? Is this really about protection? Because I thought if I got the shot, I was safe and protected, but suddenly my shot doesn't work unless you get your shot, even though the shot doesn't work against transmission or against basically contracting it. Okay, so what, what is the point of the vaccine passport? The answer was it was all about monitoring and control. It had nothing to do with health. It was all about monitoring, control, and putting their dominance over everyone. So again – continue to get vocal about this repeatedly. This isn't going to be over. They're going to continue to pretend like they didn't do what they did to everybody while they give everybody reprieve for the next year. Cause now what's in the news? You got Ukraine, you got the recession. They don't need COVID anymore to distract everybody. They needed COVID because the economy was still in decent shape, even though there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes with the repo loans, but yet it was still going along. They needed to shut down the economic world engine of the entire world, which is the United States. And we pushed everything. I mean, the United States runs the country for the most part. I mean, look at the dollar and what it does. They had to shut down the country in order to start this rollout of what they were doing. So again, don't believe anything you're hearing with this nonsense. Well, I'll be honestly shocked if they even pull this pandemic by May 11th. I honestly think they're going to come up with some other excuse or distraction. But again, this could also be theater to keep people from talking about what's going on with Pfizer and Project Veritas. Also, to another news, another reason why I don't support pretty much any mainstream sports. I've always been into shoot fighting, jujitsu, MMA, and motocross my entire life. 
primarily in bodybuilding, primarily when I was younger, primarily from the fact that I don't like manipulated sports. I don't like theater, like things that you can actually win from doing legitimately and not have another team told, well, they're going to win because we think they're going to win, which is pretty much all professional sports, NBA, NFL. It's all done like that. Granted, I'm not discounting the fact that there are some incredible athletes. Most of them are incredible athletes in those fields. There's no question about that. Incredible people, incredible athletes and what they can do. However, we know it's theater and we know it's entertainment. It is what it is. Now the NBA has taken Pride Night to a whole new level without knowing, letting anybody know ahead that brought their kids. They brought a halftime drag show. Many parents were not amused. Fans who shut off their hard-earned money for a basketball game between two NBA contenders were treated to a drag queen show sandwiched between two halves of the action on the hardwood as the woke left conquest of American culture has made it virtually impossible to escape from the in-your-face promotion of the LBGTQ+. P in that agenda, in my, opinion, in my opinion, which has seeped into every aspect of society. The game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Denver Nuggets at the Pfizer Forum, the team celebrated Pride Night with a performance of biological males dressed up as women, and one of the drag shows has become now a fixture of modern times, despite the conference, con, controversial and perverted nature of them. Again, I'm not going to give much more time to this, but what I am going to say is this. If you don't like perversion you don't like grown men dressing up as females and trying to expose themselves to young children i say this don't bring your children to things that you know they're going to be exposed to on this it's very simple we know disney is steeped in transgender ideology and they're promoting this all across their shows and tv now and movies we know that the mainstream media has continually covered it at different types of drag queen story hours we know now the nba is blatantly promoting it i can guarantee you with almost direct certainty it may not be to this month or next month or this half this this um uh Super Bowl or the next, but I can almost guarantee you they're going to have some form of drag show at one of the next upcoming Super Bowls. Can guarantee it. If they're doing the NBA, they're going to do it at the NFL next. And so my next question is this. Why do you want to spend money to support this? Really? Is that necessary? An NBA, guys are playing basketball, a long-known sport that's actually very fun to play that – a lot of people really enjoy playing. you got to add in a drag show in the middle of it for the halftime show. For, for what purpose? What, what business did anybody request going to the NBA game? Did they get a massive request from all the people that came, spend their money, to bought tickets? Really? No, I don't believe that one bit. Because these individuals that are total perverts, and in my opinion, closet pedophiles, they are only a small minute of the population. Even the full perverted ones that are trying to be vocal, they're a small portion of the population. Yet they're trying to subject the entire country to go along and accept this by normalization. Remember, most things don't happen overnight when you're changing an entire society, when you're changing the moral compass of society. It doesn't flip a switch. It doesn't happen even in a year. It doesn't happen in five years. It doesn't happen in 10 years. It takes decades to morally decay a society that has been based on principles that have been based in the Bible, biblical principles. It doesn't just happen. You have to continually and slowly get people to accept it to where people are probably going to go as a Super Bowl, which is the most watched you know, sports game in the country, which I haven't watched one in years, never supported it, not going to give the algorithms. I don't even have TV at my house, and I'm never going to pay for that nonsense. But yet people are going to go there. They're going to buy tickets. They're going to fly out there. They're going to put money on credit cards. They're going to take loans out, and they're going to do it so they can get their bread and circus for the masses to stay continually distracted instead of saying, man, you know what? 
I should take that money right now and I should invest it in maybe getting a rental house or maybe I should buy an RV that I can rent out and do a side rental with rental RVs or maybe I should go in and start up a small side business, start doing pressure washing on the side. Maybe I can do landscape on the side. Maybe I can go and start looking at other jobs that I can get involved in that are going to pay me higher. Maybe I can go in and start looking on how to flip certain items on eBay or go to people's houses and see if they want certain things and buy them and resell them online. There's 50,000 different things you can do as a side hustle to make money but yet hey i'm gonna go max out my credit card so i can fly out to go watch a super bowl so i can be i can be part of the, the super bowl crowd man i can i can be cool you know I, I can show everybody on my social media that i went to the super bowl i supported it i paid five thousand dollars for a seat because i'm cool man that's what i do even though i'm broke this ideology is infecting the younger culture because what people, so many people want to do, and this terminology is a, a statement that came out years ago. It was called balling for the gram. And it's people that literally would take loans out and max out credit cards to buy things or actually go buy luxury items and then turn around and go return them a day later so they could show on social media they were going to been buying a new purse or a new watch or a new necklace and then turn around and post it and get everybody to show their likes and their thumbs up and all their emojis and get all their casino dopamine triggers, which is exactly how they're based, and then go turn around and you know return it because they were bawling for the gram. Now TikTok is the next front runner of this. This has become an epidemic in the country, and nobody wants to talk about it. There are kids now that they their goal, you ask them now. I've, I've watched a little article on this the other day. It was on a YouTube video. They were asking kids like what they want to do. Now, I want to be a YouTuber. I want to be a professional TikToker. I want to make TikTok videos all day. Really? That's, that's your big contribution to society? That's, you really want to help people? You really want to encourage people? Yeah, man, I want to do TikTok videos. I want to do TikTok dances all day. Wow. Wow. You know, that's, I think that's enough said. That shows you what's happened to society through the moral degradation. And now the NBA having a drag show, a professional NBA basketball game without knowing any, letting anybody know, that right there shows you who and what you should and shouldn't support. That's at least my opinion, Dad. What do you think? Uh, awesome. That was a really good segment. I really enjoyed that. I hope, you're, I hope the people who are listening to you on that, let's read what the Bible says. I mean, let's go back to the word of God. Deuteronomy 22.5, which is part of the Torah, the five first books of Levitical law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the words given to Moses upon the mountain, King James Version, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall the man put on a woman's garment, for all who do so are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Okay, well, that wasn't really you know, muffled, was it? That was actually pretty doggone straight. Well, here's another one. A woman must not wear men's clothes, and a man must not wear women's clothes. The Lord your God hates anyone who does that. Well, that's to the point. You got that one, don't you? Here's another one. The woman should not wear that which pertains unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for that who all do so are an abomination to the Lord your God. So uh, it's kind of letting you know that that's not something that he, we need to see. Here's another one. A woman must not wear men's clothing or a man wear women's clothing for the Lord God to test anyone who does this. I don't know what else to say besides this. I can quote this and quote this and quote this. I'm going to go ahead and post this, you know, the Health Masters website, uh, lest you think that, you know, this is, I'm making this stuff up. But the, the reality is, is that, you know, we're in a situation now where we, we're basically sitting back and we're looking at what's going on globally. And we're finally beginning to realize that this degradation, this culture of degradation and this cultural acceptance is being cultural acceptance is being forced on us. Why would they do this at an NBA? Most of the guys who are going to the NBA games are alpha males, 
in most cases. They're loving sports. They're loving to participate in sports. They're loving to p- compete. Uh, they're, they're pretty macho. You know, some of them are misogynistic pigs. Got that. All right. But some of them are really nice people that are really good alphas. It's like going to a rodeo. You'll see a bunch of alphas. But the reality is, is that they're going to force cultural acceptance onto this group by forcing them to watch this at a halftime show. This is what Tavistock taught us. This is forced integration into a societal demise. This is what they want. This is based on Frankfurt School and cultural Marxism. But they used to do it real subtle-like. They don't do it real subtle-like anymore. They just drag it right out in front of you and show it to you in the face. They started doing this years ago with the satanic half-time ceremonies of the NFL. That's when I stopped watching the NFL. I already knew it was fake 20 years ago. My buddy Van told me that. He used to be an NFL player, and it was basically – it's basically it's just what it is. It's just – um, it's just entertainment. It's how it's licensed, and just, it's pretty much rigged on who's going to win what because of the amount of money they can sell with merchandising and the bookies in Vegas and this, the sad people out here in this country that are really thinking it's a real game or betting on it and really thinking that, okay, well, what am I going to bet? But it's all fixed. It's all fixed, fixed, fixed. And if you're a major college game, it's fixed. It's just, it is what it is. Now, you want to believe that or not, it doesn't matter. Don't, don't care. You know, my, my buddy – was asked to go out after he was getting out of the NFL to start running books and running numbers and flying all over the country and taking bets and, and basically promoting this stuff. And he was told not to allow his friends to bet because it was all rigged, period. So if you don't want to believe that, don't believe it. But it's like Austin said, there's been phenomenal athletes in college football. There's phenomenal athletes in NFL. There's phenomenal athletes in the, in the NBA. But these are all people that are putting that out there to be part of the masses of the bread and circus for you. That's what they want. They want to keep you entertained. I told you this a minute ago. I'm going to give you some statistics on now. I'm talking about Exxon with all the money they're making. Big Oil is now to set report record $200 billion in profit for 2022. Wow. All major uh, oil majors earning for 2023 are set to drop from the 2022 record to around $150 billion. All the oil prices traded above $40, $29 a barrel. Oil prices increased on an annual basis. The industry's top performers of the S&P index over the past year have boosted dividends and stock share buybacks in recent quarters thanks to massive, massive profits and cash flows. Yep. We're talking right now about Exxon, Chevron, BP, Shell. Uh, it just goes on and on. So what I did just for fun while Austin was talking, and I was listening to him, by the way, very intently, I looked up to see who owns ExxonMobil. Remember what I told you? It would be State Street, either State Street, Vanguard, or BlackRock. Guess who the number one person who owns ExxonMobil is? That would be State Street with 230 million shares with $20 billion in investments. That's just that's just Exxon. Well, okay, that was just a fluke. Couldn't happen, right? Not real. Not real. All right, let's let's see. Let's see who owns a Chevron. Chevron Stock Corporation. Number one owner, State Street. <laughs> same same as the other one. 130 million shares, 19 billion dollars in investment. Oh well, that's just a fluke, Ted. Not not real. Not real. Not real. You know, but fake news. Fake news. Okay, well let's let's, let's do one more just to, to eliminate fake news. Who owns British Petroleum BP? Number one corporation ownership, State Street, 24 million shares, $692 million in value. Unbelievable. I tell you, and I tell you, and I tell you, and also I tell you, it's State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock through circular ownership that run the planet as far as what they buy. And that's why the market stays up. When one goes down, the other one buys the one. When the other one goes up, the other one buys the other one. They know exactly what they're going to do and exactly how they're going to do it. It's all based on computer algorithms. Is how they maintain the consistency of what they do and how they continue to get profits and profits and profits and profits and more profits. By the way, fentanyl. Wow. Fentanyl can, can deadly grip on America. The cheap synthetic opioid is flooding the U.S. street drug supply. 
is dragging down life expectancy. Now they're blaming the COVID death now, by the way, on the fentanyl. Just thought I'd mention that, even though the fentanyl is reducing life expectancy, turning our cities into zombie lands and killing 1,500 people a week. Wow. Fentanyl kills nearly 1,500 Americans every week, according to CDC data. The highly potent opioid has fueled a drug overdose crisis in the last decade. It's nuts. And now what they do, this is, the, this is the reason I told you, that they pulled the troops out of Afghanistan. They're still running poppy over there. They're working with the Taliban to run the poppy. They're still growing producing opium over there. But heroin versus fentanyl, fentanyl is synthetic. It's easy to make. You don't have to worry about all the things happening as far as how you produce it, how you grow it. You know, you have crop failure. You have you know, drought. You have to run irrigation or whatever they have to do. They don't have to worry about all that with fentanyl. They just mix it up in a laboratory. Fentanyl is the main reason, and I've told you this before, that we pulled the troops out of Afghanistan because there's no reason – to do any of that if you make just as much money by producing your own synthetic opium. Wow. You know, guys, we talk to you guys about this stuff on an ongoing basis on the show, and nobody else wants to touch it, but we always do. And we talk to you about Christ, and we talk to you about Jesus, and we talk to you about the blood of the Lamb, and we talk to you about what God is and who God is and how becoming a Christian changes everything and the power that you have that raised Jesus, the dead dwells in you. And that's my calling on this show. I'm going to continue to do that forever. As far as I'm concerned, I'll be doing a cheering section from for Austin when I'm up in heaven with Sharon. And that's what we're supposed to do, isn't it? The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, serve God and obey his commandments is the sole duty of man. Jesus says it differently, a little differently in the New Testament. He says to love one another, the most important, most important commandment under the new covenant. But guys, listen to me. Love one another. Pray for one another. Pray for me in Austin. Thank you for your support of Health Masters. We're here for you. We always have been. We started this company many, many years ago, and we always will be as far as I'm concerned and Austin's concerned. Austin, finish it up. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. He was reading those off with State Street again and the fuel companies and all this stuff. And I remember I called that last year. I said when all those prices were going up, I said, dude, the only people that are actually taking a hit right now are the American consumer. That there was no, there was no shortage on fuel. The whole lie—it was a complete and total lie. There was no shortage. There was no manufacturing costs that were going up dramatically. Remember, they kept telling about, oh, the the the, the refineries—they're spending all this money. That's why it's going up. I'm like, no, it's not. The speculators pushed and drove the market up. I mean, we we were at diesel down here in Florida. Their diesel was almost six dollars a gallon in Florida, and we usually have good prices. I mean, there were some points where diesel in California was almost ten dollars a gallon. That's why Exxon made $200 billion in one year. I mean, net. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't something they just kind of tripped and fell into the money. They knew what they were doing. And that right there, single-handedly, I have said it for decades, why there needs to be more regulation as far as on the markets with fuel is because the entire country runs off diesel. Entire country runs off diesel. Every single finalized good that you have at a store, at a supermarket, at a restaurant, at a gas station, everything is brought there by diesel fuel. And that's the concept that nobody seems to understand when they start pushing this electric. What they want to do is they want to make electric vehicles the next diesel, not because it's green, not because it's clean, not because lithium strip mining is somehow safe for the environment, not how trying to go in and reprocess these massive batteries and you know go in and salvage them after they're bad in 10 years or somehow healthy for the environment it's because they want to have more control 
the diesel fuel still has to be manipulated. The markets still have to be pushed up, and it still affects other markets when they do so. You go into electric, and you start coming in and saying, sorry, your, your charger station, your vehicle, it's tied into your social credit score. You know, you made a comment. You reposted the Project Veritas video about Pfizer. You're not going to be able to charge your vehicle until you take that, that video down. Think it won't happen? It's happening right now in China, this very moment. It's been happening over there. Think they won't do it? Look at what they've already done on social media with guys that have built monstrous platforms to get information and news out there. And suddenly you post one video that they don't like with the narrative, simply like this Project Veritas one. Boom. Whole account drops. Millions of subscribers in some cases gone. And if they want to, they just shut you down permanently. Doesn't matter if you're monetized, doesn't matter if that's your way of business, it doesn't matter if you're speaking the truth, doesn't matter. They don't like it. They do not like the you called out their manufactured narrative that they continue to lie everybody about. So there's only one option. They shut you down. They cannot have a diverse conversation. They cannot have an open debate because when people have an open debate, truth spills out. And people have connections and options and disagreements, but they also have agreements and they come to conclusions. That's not okay in a communist society. There's only one narrative that can be told, and that's the manufactured narrative from the state. That's why it is so important all of us continue to get the truth out there. We keep speaking the truth, and we keep promoting Christ every time we get the option. Thank you, my friends, for keeping your body strong, your immune system strong. If you need anything, be sure to check out Health Masters. Sales on the front page, including the Healthy Testosterone Support Kit on sale today, the end of the month. Be sure to check it out on the website. Also, too, the Magnesium Brain Food Capsules on sale right now. There were 10% off for product of the week. And vote for what you want to see win tomorrow on healthmasters.com website. Thank you for your support. I got a whole lot of cool stuff. I told you we're working on behind the scenes at Health Masters. Brand new website coming out. A lot of cool stuff to integrate with and also be able to engage with on the website to make it an easier and also more fun experience. And uh, thank you again for your patience. Thank you for your support. And thank you for standing by and forwarding our shows, signing up for our free weekly newsletter, getting the articles out there that we post every day. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you so much. Have an awesome evening. And we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always.
Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs> 